0: Hey everybody, welcome back. A quick little bonus episode here. I've still got Brian Kinsey on the line and we're talking about bear hunting and and tactics and habitat and everything that's going to lead up to, hopefully, lead up to you succeeding in your bear hunt this season. Um, There's often been controversy over bear meat. You know, how good is it? How, you know, is it stanky? Is it gross? You know, whatever. I think there's a lot of, um misperceptions or, or kind of old wives tales about why, you know, bear meat not tasting good. And for me, I think it goes back to the, the classic picture of somebody having their bear hung up fur on, maybe not even gutted yet, hanging from a tree or, or slung across the front end of a Jeep to show off to everybody. Um, and that bears is cooking from the inside out. That's my perspective. Um, and I think, If you take care of the bear meat properly, you can have some really good steaks, some really good meat to take home and enjoy, you know, throughout the rest of the year. Um, But Brian, you've done this a few times. And so, and you've seen probably every situation from hot hundred degree days to, you know, two feet of snow on the ground. So what, you know, what's your take on, on meat care, you know, from the shot, you know, from the shot to the pot, what's your, what are your thoughts on bear meat and how to, how to do it right? Yep. So, first of
1: all, you, you described it perfectly about your typical hunter that goes out deer hunting, has a bear tag. Goes, oh, my God. I, a bear. Boom. Kills yeah. it. Excited. Jams down there. And then it, it could be 150 pounds. And then they try to grab him, and they're like, oh, my God, it's a bowl of jello. I can't even, I can't drag him five <laughs> feet. So, it's September. It's 100 degrees they're like, oh my God, I, gotta, you know, they're already sweating. They're already nervous. And then hopefully you're, you're thinking like, like very responsibly, like I got to take care of this and it's hot. Yeah, You got to get, the, you got to get the entrails off right away. Then you, the next thing your head is, is you've got to figure out how to get that hide off. And you're going to want that hide. Probably, hopefully you've got to mm-hmm. save the head and the skull and everything. So Mm-hmm. uh your warden and your fishing game is going to want all that there mm-hmm. there's there's laws and policy on it and you've got to somehow drag that bear out of there and you've got to get him hung and you've got to get him cooled down and you've got to let rigor mortis set in so that's the the quick version now let me tell you what really happens it's a lot of work go, guys guys go out there they shoot a bear they're so excited they get the guts out They call like three or four of their buddies, their buddy, they, two hours go by for their buddies to hike up the hill as they're hollering to find them. Yeah. I need help. They drag it down. They throw it in the bed of the truck. Look Mm -hmm. at this. Got a bear. They do their photo ops. They take it to camp. They do their photo ops. And, uh, then, you know, the kids want to come up and see it and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Next thing, you know, they hang it. They start taking the hide off you get you're getting some fly issues you're smelling it you're going yeah this thing don't smell so it great it stinks by, it stinks get, by now <laughs> at this point yep you get the, you're get you getting the hide off then all of a sudden you you're like okay got all the photo ops done you got the hide off you get you finally get it to the butcher the butcher is either going to say get that thing out of here it's right or he's going to say yeah bring it in here if it's not a very ethical butcher He's going to take it to the back. He's the guy who's going to pressure wash the green off of it because he wants his money after he cuts it all up. You're going to have it processed with, uh, into some sausage. You're going to have it rendered with some pig fat. It's gonna all come home to you. You're gonna take your hide to the taxidermy. Your taxidermy is gonna say, "I'm sorry, I can't do nothing with this because the the hide is slipping." So that's a total waste and disrespect to the bear. You're gonna take your your meat home. You're gonna deep freeze it for 30 days so you don't get trigonosis. <laughs> then you're gonna give it. To, then you're gonna try some of it with some scrambled eggs, and you go, "Ooh!" And your wife's gonna say, "Get that crap out of here." You're yeah. gonna give it to your friends then your friends are going to taste it. Then your friends are going to go around and tell everybody in California that I've had Barrett's greasy and, right. and I don't no, like bear's
0: it. no good from that one
1: experience. Yep. And that's what generally you hear people say. Bears, I've had Barrett's greasy. I don't like it. And I just roll my eyes and scratch my head and go, my goodness. Yeah. So think of the cattle industry. How many of you have went and bought a, you know, a side of beef, got it home, all excited because you got it for a dollar ninety nine a pound, and you started eating on a steak or whatever, and it was tough and it tasted gamey, and you're like, Man, we got ripped off from my friend. Well, you're you're buying grass fed pasture fred beef, and you thought, Oh, I'm being healthy, I'm you know, no hormones, no nothing, da da da, but you're not used to to game Right. Well, then when you get your cattleman steak who it's pasture-fed, but then it goes into the, the, the feeding. You know, when you go down I-5 and you see those, you know, feed hundreds lot. if not thousands of feedlots, yep. thank you, and they're feeding them grains and corn and and whatever they need to do to marble up that meat for anywhere from six weeks to two months, and they're being responsible even though, you know, our, our antis don't think they are, and all of a sudden they – you know, they once they're fattened up and marbled, and they meet the requirements, then all of a sudden they're they're processed. The entrails are out, the hides off. Right. They get hung. They get cooled down. They let rigor mortis set in. By the way, when you take that backstrap off of your deer right away and go, "This is the best time, the best way to eat," and it's not. It's after rigor mortis sets in. Any yeah. any uh, Michelin chef will tell you that. And it and when it's aged. Um, and it's aged for a certain amount of days. And then, then some of the higher end restaurants will even age more, a little bit more. And then all of a sudden you have a, a butter knife steak boy. And you're like, oh, this is the best ever. Well, think about it. You get a bear. If, if you, if you, that's why I like to hunt them in late September, October, November, it's cooler. Some snow may have come in. They're feeding on acorn for anywhere from two to four to six, eight weeks. Right. Um, the earlier bears, if you get high mountain bears on on good nuts and and berries and that type of stuff, you know, and choke cherries, same thing. But if you're hunting August September, have a big ice chest full of blocks of ice. Please have it accessible. Have a backup plan. If you're deer hunting, and you got a bear tag where. You've got additional hunters and people that you can call immediately. Yep. You have to get that hide off. You got to get the guts off immediately, get the hide off immediately. You got to get that, that hide rolled up and hopefully like a, uh, uh a white kind of can like a bed sheet is really good. Yeah. You know, don't okay. do plastics and all that. Cause it could, because they, uh, they sweat makes everything sweat. So use the good aerated uh, bags for your meat. Get it quartered out if you can right away. Get, get it on, you know, if you're going to do the whole bear, get those blocks of ice yeah. in the cavity immediately and then roll it up. Um, I used to use, well, I still use them when I go out to Idaho. There's a place where I bunch of buy, buy a bunch of those, those military twin size bunk mat, mattress bed sheets. Hmm. It's all one pool. And those have worked the best for me. And then get them. Get it right away to, to fish and game. Race down there. Right. Get it validated. Get it to your taxidermy right away. Get it to your butcher. Get the meat first to your taxidermy and your, and your, um, and your hide second. Yeah, I mean, to the butcher and then your hide second to the taxidermy. So do you
0: guys quarter them out in the field or, or does it depend on, on, you know, how far back
1: you are? It depends on how far back we are. And sometimes you get that client that says he wants a, a full body mount or whatever. If you're, if you're really good, one of the other things you pay a guide for is if you want a full body mount, he's usually carrying a little tape with him, and he's like doing quick. What's chest, you know. The, the taxidermist tell us here's how you do quick measurements for me. So I know what size form, but it's right. like, you don't spend more than 10, 15 minutes on that. And then you get her, you get her going. Cause a good taxi is going to figure it out anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, so la- last year, last year I got my first animal. I got a, I got a bear in the, it was the, it was, I think it was Labor Day. It was Labor Day weekend. So archery season, it was hot. Um, killed it around 10 a.m on an exposed ridge uh at about seven thousand feet and it was a warm day and so my <laughs> i'm like oh wow now what you know first time uh, oh, and it was about four miles in um from from the from my truck and uh my camp was like a mile away and so i went into rookie bear breakdown mode and i'd watched youtube videos numerous times on the gutless method and so I approached it from that perspective. Um, I decided pretty quickly that I wasn't going to take the fur. I knew I had to take the head and the and the and the, the you know the, the fur on the skull and the head. But I, I decided pretty quickly because this the bear's fur was really thin. It was so warm. It really hadn't started to to put on a coat for winter. Um, but I was mo- dragging this thing was not going to happen. Like like you said, it's like pulling a a. a you know, bag full of jello, 300 pound bag full of Mm jello. And so I started, um, I, 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 you know, started to get the skin off, basically take the skin off one side and approach it from the perspective that I was going to quarter it out, you know, get the hind quarters and then the forequarter, get the shoulder and basically go, you know, hip, shoulder, back strap, and then try to roll it over. And just in that you know, hour or two that I was laboring and sweating over this animal. um, There were sections of the, of the meat that went from being that really dark, deep, you know, ruby red, you know, meat color, red meat color to kind of a pinkish cooked color Mm -hmm. and, and started to smell. And I'm like, that's, that's bone rot. Like it is happening in front of my eyes because it's so warm and it's got direct sun on it. And um, I could just immediately see what, where somebody, if they'd killed that bear and done the the town, you know, the parade, you know, dragging it down to their truck two miles or hanging it from a tree for three hours or anything like that, they would have, all their meat would have been shot. It would have been no good. And um, I think, you know, what I my takeaway whenever I hear people say oh bear meat so good I say you you've been you've been given bear meat that was basically allowed to to spoil on the bone, and it wasn't taken care of properly. And you can doesn't mean you have to do it that way. Like you can you can do this the right way.
1: One hundred percent correct. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, also, you know. If you get the entrails out immediately, you're by yourself or with buddies or whatever, Mm -hmm. try to get it down to a spring. Now, you can't throw entrails and blood and all that, but that's where it's cool. So if there's a creek nearby or whatever, drag downhill as, as soon as you can after you get the entrails out so you can use it to help cool down also.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, and I think I was in a hurry to get this animal out. So I, I immediately like started, you know, once I had it quartered out, I loaded up my backpack with, with two quarters bone in and, and my gear. And I realized that my backpack really wasn't set up for hauling 70, 80 pounds loads of, <laughs> right. of, you know, of meat. Cause it doesn't really shape the way, you know, sleeping bags do. Um, and I did two trips and I, I realized so that was like eleven AM until one AM. Eleven AM through the day, back in, then back out. My final trip I wrapped up at like one a.m. I was I was destroyed. Um yeah. I could have, and this is thinking smart, so next time, I could have taken all the meat in you know, the quarters a mile down into the forest <laughs> where I was on the ridge mm-hmm. and gotten close <laughs> to water in the shade and I could have relaxed and, and actually not treated this like it was a fire drill. Um, so next time I think I'll do that, you know, I'll still quarter it out, but I'll, I'll pause for a minute and think, where can I go where myself and the meat can, can be cool and out of the sun without killing myself, getting out all in
1: one day. Yes. Yes. And I hate, I hate saying that there is laws Right, want and waste and policy and all that. Well, there there's, are there's there's ethical laws and there's moral laws and then there's mm-hmm. fishing game laws and we have to really because because we could literally just trim this stuff or leave the bear and hide it and play dumb like we never got it and all that kind of stuff and obviously that's unethical and moral and yeah
0: and uh don't you know, shoot it then, if that's what you're gonna do
1: yeah exactly so. But I, I'm i not going to lie. I've been in the same and worse situations, and I've lost a lot of meat, and I mm-hmm. didn't get in trouble and didn't get cited for it. And besides the ripping that I've got, you know, from my wife, from, sure. you know, letting a lot go bad, man, it just, it, it really, it really makes you feel horrible. And we've got to just make sure that, you know, to protect, you know, our privileges and our rights that we are doing everything we can to be as responsible as possible. And that goes without saying I don't want to preach to everybody. Yeah. I've been there two hernia surgeries, two wrist <laughs> surgeries, two finger, sur- four finger surgeries from carrying game. I know how hard it is, but especially the new guys like yourself that are going out there, just trust us on um, bear hunting. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you a 50-pound bear is legal. We don't shoot them, but it is legal.
0: Yeah.
1: But even taking out an 80-pound bear, you're going to be shocked at how tough that is. So have plans in place. There's One of my favorite little tools, believe it or not, is a bear drag, and it's rolled. It's real thick uh, plastic sheeting that rolls up. It's about three feet wide. And it's about uh, six feet long. Yeah. Mine might even be long and it rolls up. It's like that cutting board sheeting, Yeah, maybe a little thicker with, with, with a uh, pair twine on it. Okay. And man, you, you get the guts out of that thing and you wrap that, wrap that up around your bear and you'd be surprised how that thing will slide down a hill. But like the, like the bear, the big one that we got last year, we had it. On my my bigger slide, my bigger bear slide, mm-hmm. and it was it took four of us with brakes, <laughs> side hillin', and, and we only had to go three hundred yards to the truck, and it still took us an hour to get it. Oh back. wow, that's a lot and of work. so yeah, and fortunately it was cold weather. It was you know higher elevation. Right. Unfortunately, it was only three hundred yards. And so we didn't have any lat loss, any slippages, trophy bears. So, uh, you know, and the meat, and you can literally, when you process it and handle it right, you're not going, oh, God, you're literally going, oh, man, my boys and I will look at each other going, oh, man, this is going to be really good. This is going to be good. So right now, the meat I got
0: was is fantastic. I I, thankfully had a buddy who who that next day he has got a shop and he he processes a lot of meat himself and he's like, "Come on over, man, let's do it." And so we spent a couple hours just breaking down, you know, breaking down each of the quarters, um, and trimming off, you know, trimming off anything that didn't look, look look you know perfect. And and I would say I lost more than I wanted to, and I think next time I could be a little less. A little less discriminating on what we trim off and i can also do it better and like i said get it to shade take a breath and slow down a little bit but um the meat the meat is fantastic it's neutral it has no oh i mean it really has almost no aroma at all it's it's fantastic clean meat and so if you take care of it um you've got you've got a great supply of 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 you know acorn fed game meat there
1: Absolutely. And make sure that you do your research on trigonosis decrease for 30 days is what they used to say. I would still monitor that. And then there's also some new info. (laughs) Yeah. There's even some new cook on slow cooking too. Yeah. At longer. Um, so do your research. I don't want to give the misinformation on it. Do your research to make sure you're cooking it safely too. But I'm telling you, It'll, it'll ruin you. You'll, you start getting some of this really good meat. You're going to be like, I got to get some more. I had my neighbors up there when we get, some, cause we will get some clients that are like, yeah, we tried it. My wife didn't like it. I'm like, bring it on back and we'll take care of it for you. And right. my neighbors, I have a laundry list of them that just my mountain neighbors that just all are in line for it every time, every time we get them.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh it's fantastic. I do I like to do because of the cooking issue, you know, moist heat, high temp or, or you know, sustained temperatures. I just I just do the easy thing. I just, I make chili or stew with it. And and I don't have to worry about, you know, the the trichinosis issue with that because it's cooking long and, and slow and and at temperature, but um it's fantastic. Take, so,
1: yeah. yeah. We we take ours Almost a, a lot. We we like a lot of our game meat the same way. We cube it and we mm-hmm. take fresh garlic, fresh jalapeno, fresh onion, olive oil, and then we just sear it. Yeah. And, and man, it's like a, uh, there's like a riot going on for seconds, you know, maybe over oh. a bed of rice or something, but that's our favorite way. Even with deer, we like it. We're not, we're not big rosemary roast people, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. We like it crisp and cooked with onion, garlic, and and uh, jalapeno, or, you know, and oh man, you're just making me hungry thinking about it. Right <laughs> All right, well, bear season's not too far away, and you've probably
0: got some in your fridge or freezer, so um, <laughs> you know where to go. But uh, no, I appreciate that feedback on on meat care. Um, it is it is no need to hunt bears if you're not going to use the meat and there's no reason to not use the meat. Like really, if you're, if you're into, if you're into, you know, wild game of, of just any type, I think bear meat is going to be right in there. And, um, it's purely, it's all about, you know, I'll, i tell people like what you said, um, skin off bone out, you know, guts out and cool it down, you know, get it cool. And you can take care of that meat in the field. Um, you know that's what these cell phones are for, really. The cell phones are so you don't have to hang it up in camp for three hours and let it let it rot. You can take a picture right there, in, you know, in the first five minutes, and then you break it down, and you don't have to worry about the trophy pictures because you already got it. <laughs> so, all right, man, um, Brian, I, I really appreciate your time and your insights and your experience. Um, it's great to, to hear from somebody that's been doing it for a while. That's still passionate about the animals a, 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 as passionate about the animals, as you are about the hunting aspect of it. And, um, you know, thanks for,
1: thanks for everything you do. Yes, sir. And, uh, again, you're doing a great job and, and so far your guests, uh, have just exceeded all my expectations. It's been a breath of fresh air to to hear these guys and you guys on there. So just keep doing what you're doing and don't give up the fight. Yeah,
0: we'll do. And, uh, hopefully, uh, I realize you're booked out quite a ways, but maybe, maybe some of the, the people on the podcast, if they want to get, uh, a, a Northern California black bear this year, they can hit you up on the, on the DIY aspect of it and, and get some, some coaching, get some guidance into a, a hotspot or a wallow or something like that. So we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll put some notes on the, on the podcast, uh
1: how people can get a hold of you and uh you yeah,
0: work work I, with your team I firsthand.
1: Even, I don't even mind giving advice for free. The best way is to reach out to me and just say, hey, I just need some advice. Cool. Um I don't I don't give my they. I have people that pay for my spots. Sure. But I'll teach them literally, I'll talk to them for thirty, forty five minutes on the phone yeah. on how to find the spots and give them advice. I love doing that. So that's great. All right. All right. Well, hopefully right.
0: they pick something up from this and, uh, they will, they will look you up as well. So Brian, thanks a lot. It's, uh, I'm sure you're in Alaska right now. The sun's going down, I would imagine. And, um, enjoy the rest of your summer up there with the, the fishing and maybe we'll, uh, we'll bump into each other down here in California this fall.
1: All right. Sounds great. All right. Take care. Take All care. Right. I'll see you.
0: Bye. Okay. Thanks again to Brian Kinsey. And uh, just tagging in here to add a few comments to the bear meat conversation. You know, first of all, whether it's bear or deer or wild pig or any other big game animal, heck, small game animal at that point too. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to the animal to get that meat cared for, cooled down and into a position that it's gonna taste great when you're cooking it up at home. You're gonna enjoy it. You know your family and friends who you share that meat with will will learn to love the taste of wild game and that means you get more support for your hunting <laughs> get your family saying hey when are you going to go out and get some more of that bear or deer um, that's a good thing and so um, it helps out uh, directly and indirectly when we do the right thing and take care of the the meat that we harvest out there in the wild so if you're new to hunting and you feel as though breaking down, uh, a deer or, uh, you know, 300 pound bear is a little intimidating. Uh, you're not alone. Um, heck if you're, if you're an experienced deer hunter, uh, you might feel like breaking down a big bear is a little intimidating. And, uh, and there's some great resources, uh, online that will help get you through that. Um, I know for me, You know, last year, my first big game animal that I ever took was a bear. And it was, uh, I definitely had a moment of, you know, standing there saying, wow, I really did this. And then, you know, wow, now what? Um, So here's the deal. Um, You know, if I can, if I can take this first bear, you know, mid-morning on a sunny exposed ridge on an 80 degree day, maybe warmer in early September, I'm four miles from the truck. Uh, break that bear down into four quarters, you know, shoulders, hind roasts, uh, and the head and take and take two trips of that meat bone in along with camp gear uh, and out to the truck. Um, it was one of the toughest 12 to 13 hours I've ever experienced. But uh, I still ended up with 50 pounds of clean deboned meat. Then you can do this too. Uh, believe me. Uh, you can probably make it look easier than I did as well. And so if you're listening to this podcast, then you have the resources at your fingertips to take your time and immerse yourself into the world of some YouTube videos. Um, I would recommend that you search gutless method for bears and then see what comes up in YouTube and click and watch take notes and watch some more um personally probably because it's the only way i've done it i'm a Mm -hmm. fan of the gutless method um quick summary is that in terms of breaking down an animal one one philosophy is that in the gutless method you can get all of the major meat components off of an animal without going into and disrupting the, the gastrointestinal, you know, cavity and spilling out all the guts and making that mess. Um, the other, other more traditional method is that you would gut the animal and, and, and spill out the guts and get those guts removed, get those intestines removed. And then you can do what you need to do to break the animal down further. So personally gutless method is a little cleaner, I think. And I think it's totally appropriate for, you know, deer, elk, bear, etc. If you want to get the meat off the animal, um, so anyways, go to YouTube, go, check out gutless method for bears. Do the same for deer and elk if you want to cross-reference how those animals are broken down, and then and then dig in. Uh, Randy Newberg has a great video on the gutless method. You're going to find dozens of others as well. You know, absorb as much of those instru- instructional videos as you can. Uh, And then when the time comes and you're standing there in the field and you've got your harvest, you've got your animal there and uh, you've been successful and now the real work begins, you're going to have a good sense of what you need to do um, because you've watched it and seen it done so many times virtually. Uh, Maybe take some additional notes, take some screenshots, whatever it is that you want to bring with you that's going to give you a a good kind of mental guide for the process, but you can do this and you can do it well and you can do it successfully to where you, you leave the field with bear meat intact and cooled down and in good shape. Um, With bears, I think this is more important than, than deer even, Um, you know, dragging the body for an hour or two uh, to get it out from where you are, you know, or winching it up to the truck and then hanging off the back for everyone to oogle at, it is going to, yield some really funky meat and so take your pictures in the field and then get it broken down you know focus on skin off quartered broken down and cooled off and, and you're going to have good meat when you get it home at that point um you get it home you can you can continue cleaning it up and deboning it yourself or you can drop it off at a, at, with a butcher who does work on wild game um, i think if you're inclined to process the meat yourself you're going to save a ton of money you'll probably end up with more meat and you're going to enjoy the entire field to table process. And really, there's no reason why you can't. So um, on that note, I think it's a good idea to check out one of my favorite videos. It's Brian Brian Call uh, on his, uh, his Gritty YouTube channel. Um, he's got uh, a 44-minute video on taking bear meat from field to table. I think it's episode 479. So check out Brian Call, episode 479 uh, on bear meat processing. You know, watch that, and you can get a sense of how much you can really do yourself, right there in your kitchen or on a on a folding table um, with some butcher paper, whatnot, over it in in the garage, even if if it's relatively cool where you are. So dig in you know self-learning you're 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 listening to the podcast so you're obviously already tuned to the idea of of learning um virtually and and listening and learning from others so just spend some time on youtube and you can get out there and take care of that bear meat and get it home so you have some really tasty bear meat that you're going to be able to use for stews for chili uh for grind you know for burger type meat um for making sausages um all kinds of different things you can do with it for canning it um so go for it uh treat the bear right take care of it in the field come home with some good meat and then you're going to enjoy some some quality bear meat throughout the coming year thanks a lot everybody i hope you're enjoying the hunting and easy podcast follow me on hunting easy at instagram And uh, looking forward to your feedback and comments on this. Take care.